As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't get enough of the Mixing Music Podcast and want three times the amount of episodes every week, subscribe to our exclusive content for only $4 a month or $40 a year at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK. Unfortunately, Lou is not with me today for this special bonus episode. If you are a regular listener of the podcast and listen to our new episodes every single week, you may have noticed that this episode is being released on a Friday because I totally messed up and skipped our Tuesday morning release. So I'm, I'm releasing this a few days late and I apologize. I hope that never happens again. It's only happened once or twice since the beginning of the podcast. So I've done pretty well up until this point. I just don't want to, you know, I want to keep the ball rolling. So uh, I apologize, but um, we have a good episode today. I have a good episode for you today. Something that I've been thinking about that I hope will help you, will help you become a stronger engineer become much more capable as a businessman or woman, uh, much more, you know, much more profitable. <laughs> I, I think uh, this isn't directly how to use a compressor or how to use an EQ, but I think it genuinely will make you a better engineer. And the today's lesson, if you've already read the title, is about the art of giving. Now, this is an interesting topic because One of the things that a lot of these other podcasts and a lot of these books teach you, these businessmen and women, especially, especially, uh, no, I'm not going to get into it, but I do believe that one of the secret powers to wealth and success is the power of giving. But I do not, I do not believe most people who are natural givers are doing it correctly because I think one of the most important parts of Using giving to your advantage is to also be a great receiver. Now, this is, I think, the final principle, the fifth principle in the book that I love and reference. This is one of my favorite books of all time. I totally recommend it. It's called The Go-Giver. Uh, it's a great book. It's a red book. Don't don't read the other ones. The green, There's like a green one and a purple one, but I'm specifically talking about the original red copy by Bob Berg. Um. The Go-Giver is an amazing book. It's one of my favorites. And the fifth principle of that book is being open to receive. So I'll get that I'll get into that in a second. But let me let me portray, you know, put a little thought into your mind. Now, if you are naturally a person that is like this, you'll relate. And if you're not, um, this episode may not be for you, although I think there's something that you can take away as well. 
most creatives are very high in openness and understanding. They also tend to be more agreeable. And here's the thing. Agreeableness is actually one of the most correlated to incomes, just from a studies perspective, a psychological studies perspective. The less agreeable you are, the more likely, statistically, you are to make money. So it's this idea that the world is dog-eat-dog and there is a scarcity mentality between all of us. If, If alpha dog takes more of the business, then the beta dog will not be able to take more from it take as much because there's a limited supply, which is not true. And there's not, it's not a zero sum game. Creatives are being born and created every single day. People are converting into being more creative or finally pursuing their passion. Things, things grow. People, people change and desires change. So there's definitely not a limited number of people in this world that are looking for creative help and services. Um, people are just evolving. And then a lot of these people also, we know as, as someone that's still in the music industry, we know how many people leave the industry as well. So um, anyway, uh, I'm getting off topic, but the idea of being a go-giver is incredibly important. I think, so let me p- create this fake scene for you here. And, and this may be relatable for you. You probably have gone to go eat with a friend. You, you may or may not have invited that friend Regardless, it is against your own personal rules to allow someone else to pay for your meal. In fact, you may as go, go as far as to say that you never allow anyone to pay for, to, to pay for their own meals whenever you go out to someone. Whether, and you probably use your parents and what they taught you and the values that they taught you as an excuse you probably have some sort of ideals um, talking about honor, especially if you're Asian. I, I know how that goes as, a, as an Asian myself. You probably have a hard time with that. That's a sign of a bad go-giver. What's another example? When, when you do work and you do a great job, and at the end of before delivering the project, you feel a little bit bad, so you give a discount on your price at the end of the process. I'm sure that we've all done that before. For whatever reason, that's also a bad way of giving. And uh, let's see, what, what's another scenario here? How about the idea of, of <laughs> my goodness, there's so many different scenarios. How about the idea of working with a friend and they take advantage of you and they, they are a never-ending pool of receiving. They keep taking and taking and taking and and you wonder if there's ever a line, then you build up a level of frustration and, and eventually resentment. Now, these are all really bad examples of giving, but classic nonetheless. And all of us, many of us, misconstrue all three of these archetypal events as honorable and righteous acts of giving, of selflessness. And unfortunately, these are not. These are horrible acts of selflessness that only are at the deficit of your own personal honor, health, mental health, and the ability to trust others. There's something important about giving, and it's in t- and it lays it out in principle number five in, in The Go-Giver, is the art of receiving. And I think that this is important. 
Now, many of y'all are fans of the podcast. This may not be your first episode. If this is your first episode, then welcome to a slightly random and weird episode. This is not every episode is typical like this. Um, but if you've been a longtime listener, and in fact, if you have gone so far as to call yourself a fan of the show, maybe the Mixing Music podcast was on your Spotify wrapped or Apple wrapped or whatever, right? And, and you've spent many hours, dozens of hours, maybe hundreds of hours listening to this podcast this year. You're a fan. And one of the things that you probably want to do is somehow figure out a way to give the value back to me. The value that you feel like I've given you, I'm sure that you have feelings of wanting to return it to me. And many people do this openly. They subscribe to me on Twitch. They go subscribe on the exclusive episodes of the podcast where, where then they get two, three times as many episodes and three times as much value at, or for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixedmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive for three times the amount of episodes. And uh, you may be wondering why these fans feel this way. Why do people that I give value to, and on, quite honestly speaking, I'm giving without any sort of expectation for receiving. Why do these people feel like they want to receive? Uh, I don't have a perfect explanation for this, but I do believe one of the explanations for this is you. most fans feel like they owe you something. And if I don't give them a way to owe you something, there's a power complex here. There's, I'm not allowing them, I guess this is more so for when you do a favor for someone in person. It, a healthy relationship will ask each other for favors, balancing out the power. Nobody has any sort of power over the other person and there are no favors owed. They keep asking. Thomas Edison kind of understand a basic principle of this. And, oh, maybe it was Benjamin Franklin. Anyway, one of the two. I think it was Benjamin Franklin. He said one of the first things that he'd do when he'd move into a new neighborhood is to ask a very small and easy to execute favor from all of his neighbors, whether it's a couple of eggs, a cup of sugar, asking something, just a favor, because then it makes everyone around him more able to ask him for a favor and thus he's able to give more. Anyway, there's some there's some there's some principle that I'm trying to get to behind this. But if the point that I'm trying to bring get finally get to is if I did not allow anybody to pay me back in any sort of way, whether that is in the ability to buy merch or to subscribe to my Twitch streams, buy my kids books, uh, subscribe to the exclusive episodes, whatever. If there is no way that anybody could give back what they feel like was the favor that I did for them, then what I am doing is limiting my relationship with you, the fans. I'm not allowing you to convert yourself into higher level, more devoted fans. Because here's the deal. When people spend money or take time, um, mostly spend money onto a brand, they naturally, the consumer naturally starts to defend that brand from a, even from a to a moral level for example we we hate that uh, nike uses child work labor <laughs> for their shoes but if you buy a shit ton of nike shoes you're less likely to fight for that cause you just care less and it's a natural phenomenon that happens and and big brands are aware of this 
and little brands are aware of this too. I'm aware of this and I'm a nobody. I'm a very small brand and I'm aware of this. Um, and it can, that was a bad example of, of brands using it for a bad thing, making you forget about child labor. <laughs> but uh, that's a bad example. But in a good way, if I allow you to spend money on me, if I allow you to weigh uh, a way that you feel like you're giving value back to me and paying back for the value that I give you, I'm allowing you to convert into a deeper level fan a bigger fan that is much more, that respects my opinion much more, that thinks I'm much more intelligent, <laughs> hopefully, and, and is willing to eventually pay me more money. This, is, this goes, and in exchange, they become more happy. They feel like they're better friends with me, even though we may not know each other. Um, and the relationship is actually furthered, and it's, it's mutual. Now, in the book, in the fifth book, principle of the book is this idea where, for example, I think the specific example the book gave, if I remember, it's been a minute since I read the book, but they said that if the doctor told you that exhaling is more important and healthier for you than inhaling, well, it's impossible to only exhale. You have to inhale. And what we breathe out, what we breathe in is oxygen. What we breathe out is carbon dioxide. Trees breathe in, plants breathe in carbon dioxide and shit out oxygen. And I think that's what it is for humans and relationships. We think that we don't want to take and we want to stay open and not, you know, not take control of another person's decisions, to be wary, to show them respect, to honor them. But what we actually do sometimes is chasing this idealistic fairness and and putting them over above yourselves can be misconstrued into you not being able to respect yourself and you not believing that they respect you, which in turns can make them feel like you're not as valuable and that they shouldn't respect you. Hence, People get trampled on all the time. People that are like this. If you are feeling this and if you res- relate to this heavily, I do recommend assertiveness training. Go to, go to a therapist and taking getting some assertiveness training, figuring this out because I, this is something that many people struggle with. Uh, statistically, more common among women. I don't know why. We won't get into why. And uh, just just a statistical fact. Um. But also, very, I've noticed a pattern personally. I've noticed a pattern of many creatives having the same issue, regardless of gender or sex. Um, but the reason why I bring this up, during this holiday season, when we're thinking about giving and being selfless and trying to get rid of that selfish, it's cold, self-loathing kind of <laughs> keeping to yourself, trying to get rid of that during the holidays, right? You're trying to be giving gifts to others. I think one of the gifts that we can give to ourselves and the people around us is to be open to receiving. When we, and what I'm not saying is that you should start taking. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that if you go take your friend out to dinner or lunch and they offer to pay and you say, no, I got this. They offer again and say, no, I'm serious. I got this. And you say, hey, how about we split it? And they say, no, I got this. You should accept it. 
I think you should. If a client, if you feel whether or not you feel like you did a good job or a bad job, and maybe what for whatever reason, at the end of a session, before you turn in a project and you have, or maybe before you even accept a project, and you feel like you want to give a discount because you're afraid of being rejected or you're afraid of not giving to the value that they're willing to give you, not being able to perform to the expectation that you're creating with your price, then instead of discounting with your price, you should give them more with your value. Meaning, instead of taking a $200 service and discounting at 50 bucks and only giving a $150 service, how about you keep it at $200 and give them a $500 service experience? You're giving in the wrong way if you do it the other way. If you discount, you're, make, you're cheapening your, your brand, you're cheapening your perspective, and you're giving yourself a lazy excuse. You're saying that I'm lazy. You're telling them I'm not able and willing to perform. I don't think I'm valuable. But instead, stick to your price. Say the price is already discounted. 200 is already a discount. I'm going to give you $500 worth of work and really fucking get that work in. Put in the work. And that goes along to whether you're doing $1,500 per song or per hour <laughs> or, uh, or $10 per mix or per hour. I think it's the same way. Double how much value you give rather than giving a discount. And how you do that is up to your discretion. But some ideas is delivering faster, communicating better, especially during a mix process. You'd be surprised how many projects are lost and how many clients I gain just from being a significantly better communicator than anybody else that they've previously worked with. My mixes could be ass, but if I'm a better communicator, I'm likely to win over. (laughs) And being a good communicator doesn't mean I'm more articulate. It oftentimes means that they feel like I care because I'm talking to them, giving them updates and ETAs and, and concerns. I'm letting them know. I'm being more open with my communication. So I think that that's the way that you give. So be open to receiving your full $200, but instead of giving a discount, give more value. And I I think that this is very important. People think giving, giving, giving is everything, and it is. Giving changes careers. I don't know why, how this happens, I think... I honestly think that uh, this is just, I'm just, I have no data to back this up or anything like that. This is just a personal thought of mine, a personal conclusion that I've come to. But I am of the opinion that media and entertainment makes us think all wealthy people are evil and making money, you have to make money in a way that is unfair in order and or else you cannot be rich. Thus, in all media, in all entertainment, wealthy people are usually the bad guys, and they're all evil. And I think it'd be unrealistic and untruthful if I said that every single wealthy person is a kind and generous person. I don't think everyone is. But I would say that a significant percentage of wealthy people, there's... There's a significant portion of wealthy people that are much kinder than the significant portion of poor people per capita. So I'm just going to throw out a random number here. I think if 80% of poor people are up to their own bullshit and more selfish, then I think that 40% of wealthy people are selfish. 
I think that per capita, there's more, there's more less wealthy people. And every time that I've had a negative experience has been from people that are chasing the bag, that are not, don't have the money, you know, or are concerned about or stressed out in various different ways. And I've had very few interactions with people with money that was very negative. Um, and I'm not going to speak on behalf of everybody else's opinions. Everybody has their own experiences. But I have reason to believe that the media wants us to stay poor and stay in the box and be enslaved to the system by villainizing those that have become successful, thus putting yourself into a prison of never allowing yourself to be successful or desiring any sort of success because you do not believe that success comes unless you screw someone over. It teaches people to screw people over that are incredibly assertive, <laughs> but it also teaches those that are great people, amazing people that are striving for self-improvement. It makes people feel guilty for wanting to want more, achieve more. It is the, the act of giving and thus openly receiving that allows us to make more money, to make more clients, to become happier, to be more fulfilled and satisfied with our own lives, to be able to take on more responsibilities, and to be able to protect what's important to us, typically our families, our income, and our desires. These are important. I have to feed my family with money, and I think money is important. I don't think that nice things, a nice car is important. But I'm also not but I also think that there's probably someone listening right now that genuinely likes nice cars whereas they think that it's stupid of me to spend so much money on nice speakers. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Everybody's got different things. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. But it is important to recognize that everybody has needs, necessities. Everybody wants more. We got to keep it in control, keep it in balance, um, and recognize that getting more doesn't make us happier, but giving more does. There has been studies and studies and studies that have shown that taking on more responsibilities to to do service by feeding the homeless, going into um, these shelters, whether it's a church project or an Eagle Scout project, whatever. Doing service and doing things from your own time willingly and receiving, genuinely receiving nothing in return and expecting nothing in return does release um, hormones and chemicals in the brain, dopamines in the brain. And that is very good for you, very healthy, will give you a sense of satisfaction, happiness, taking on more responsibility. There's a reason why kids, having kids, or even dogs, it's a hassle. It's a hassle. It's not joyous all the time, even dogs, right? The reason why it's good is because there's something about having a responsibility over another life that feels good. There's something rewarding about it. And so this holiday season, I challenge everyone that's listening, if you've still been listening to my rambling to this point, I hope that my thoughts have been cohesive, then I challenge everyone here to give, to give smarter, to give more often, to be selfless, to give the gift of yourself and your time. But also, more importantly, when you give, be open to receive. When you give, realize that those that you give your time and value to will want to return the favor. 
And if you do not allow someone else to be kind, then you're the dick. <laughs> An honest reality. You're the dick. If you did something kind for me and I say I want to take you out to lunch and you do not let me pay for your lunch, you're being quite rude. <laughs> and if I was to be really evil, not evil, if I was to be really nihilistic or if I was looking for a reason to be offended, then I may be offended that you don't think that I can pay for my own meal or that I can't afford to pay you back. <laughs> I probably won't think that. I'm not one to get offended. But I feel like thinking in that direction is much more feasible than to just be okay forever, knowing that you owe, that I owe someone else a favor for the rest of my life. Nobody wants to live their life re recognizing that they owe favors to everyone. Everybody wants, there's a level of you know, self-independence that everybody wants to feel. Allow others the gift of independence. Allow others the gift of giving by receiving. What I'm not saying is taking. What I'm not saying is ask. What I'm not saying is, yeah, sorry, hold on. I was going to say not asking, but no, I think asking is part of receiving. Um, for example, you're asking $200, right, for the project. What I'm not saying is taking. What I'm not saying is cornering people. What I am saying is if they offer you something, recognize your value, recognize what they're trying to give you, and accept. My rule of thumb, just something simple. If you struggle with this a lot, and I, I told this to my last student, but I, who struggled a lot with this, and I think it directly affected his ability to turn in mixes that were what he believed. It took, because of, because of this lack of self-confidence issue, um, there was a genuine impact on his ability to turn in mixes. He was too afraid to turn in mixes. Um, he never felt like that his ability was up to par for what people are willing to, you know, for the trust that people are putting into him. And if you're listening, I, you know who you are. But, um, and, I, and I think that the, that thought, that sentiment is not, you're not by yourself. I think a lot of other people feel that sentiment, especially in something that is so subjective as, as art and music. So this holiday season, give to yourself and be open to receive. Be open to... Be open to let someone else be kind to you. Because you deserve it just as much as those around you do. I think that's a great place to end. We're still uh, wrapping up our sponsorships. We've got a few in the works right now. i got to do a episode about a review on these headphones that I've been using. We'll talk about that on another episode. But once again, this podcast is brought to you by the Mix of Music Podcast. If you'd like more content and if you want to learn more technical tips of how to mix, master, produce, songwrite, etc., go to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive where... My second co-host, Braden Flint, and I break down technical tips from world-renowned famous engineers as we break down their interviews and break down their tips that they've shared across multiple platforms. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you want to give me a gift, I'm open to receive your five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're listening to podcasts. If you just say a couple nice words, uh, it helps the algorithm even more, especially if you're on Apple. So I really appreciate that. I hope everybody has a happy holidays. 
Tell your families and your loved ones that you love them. Give and receive. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show.